you're a gun. We're on. I think, yes, we are on. Welcome, everyone, to Monday night's pre-Christmas special show. Um, good to good to be back. We did promise that we would have another get-together, you know, somewhere in the near future, and tonight's the night, so. Oh, is internet froze? Oh, no, no it's Tink's froze. Oh, you were just ultra still. Was. You were just, <laughs> you were, he was you know a statue. You know what? I thought we'd lost him straight off the bat. I was admiring the onesie you're wearing, Michaels. The Woody, how good is it? The Space Jam Woody. Look at that. That is. It is cold out here in in the garage. I thought I'd break it out tonight for the uh, for the viewers. <laughs> a cop a bit of heat at the same time, but no, it's all, all good. So, welcome, gents. How have you both been? Excellent. Yeah, I'm not good. We've just been. I mean, like everybody, I think we're just sort of just trying to punch through to Christmas and. Um, Get any other side of it, have a breather. Everyone is just knackered at the moment. So, yeah. um, but like I said, a couple of things have obviously happened at Clubland, and we got a little bit to talk about. And it's fantastic to be able to connect with people again and give them bloody something good to talk about and listen to. Yeah, we laugh absolutely. Julian, Mad Monday here, always with Woody, Mad Monday. Tiggs, how are you going, mate? Work going well? Yeah, good. Yeah, work. You know, getting back into the swing of it all. Um, it's got like before working again. I have to admit, I was probably feeling like CB was feeling just recently. So, but yeah, the work gave me the lift that I needed, and now I'm in the swing of it. But I tell you, I cannot wait till Christmas and take in a decent break. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and I really want to take the kids somewhere and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's um, it's been a weird fucking long year. So you both got yeah. scheduled time off then over Christmas. Yeah, I've got two weeks. I'll take the two weeks off. Much much deserved, much needed, I would say. What about you, CB? Going to the, the health spa, the mud bath? <laughs> I'm just going to say this, right? Yeah. Thanks for noticing I've been working out. But, yeah. look, I got you that present you wanted, Tiggs. So, I was able, you couldn't believe it. I was able to get you a signed photo of Matt Stevick. And I've got it framed. Really? Yes, it's in the mail, so you'll get it before Christmas. Oh, you're a gun. You're a gun. I'm actually a bit disappointed. I thought you were going to say I was going to get um, a, a nude portrait of you and um, Brad Scott, arm in arm. You know the one that you're just doing the rounds in the Twitterverse? But, yeah. Um, look, no, not to be. Look, it, it was touching. I was, you know, me, and what I did was I was a bit, a bit upset. They cut out. I had Steve Hawking on the other arm. And they cut him yeah. out. I was a bit upset with oh. that. You're like a threesome. You just had like a sandwich with the salami. Another two loaves of bread. That's a beautiful sight. It's a beautiful sight. A pussy sandwich. It was beautiful. <laughs> oh, you know, come on, we're working blue. Come on. Yeah. But how good is it that we can get a haircut? Like, literally, this is a scenario. Like, like I try to do the right thing, and, and I, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that my wife and I do the wrong thing, the kids will copy it. So, you know, we did the right thing in the sense of the legally right thing. So we didn't do any you know, go out, we didn't do any of that, just did what we needed to do. So my hair was out here, beanies on. And to take my youngest one and me, we went out to get get the cut. Um, it just, it's just, it was, it was funny how appreciative I was to get a fucking haircut. And then you sit back and go, wow, you know what I mean? Like things you take for granted that you, you can get done. Yeah, it was good. I don't want to start a shitstorm. I just realised, no one take it any other way than, you know, I'm just happy I got a haircut. Just be happy you pricks could get just you got hair to cut, right? Just be happy you got that, you pricks. Mate, you know what I'm more happy about getting the cut said something to me, something whispered in, I think it was Peggy actually, whispered in my ear and you know, some ESP fucking a Twilight Zone shit. Full crowds at the footy next year. Full crowds oh, yeah. at the footy next. Oh, 
That, I can't wait for that. That's when everything will be complete for me, regardless of what's going on in the universe. If I'm there with my mates and we're there on the wing and I'm watching us reaming fucking Carlton without Jones and hearing them well, oh, if Jones played, we would have won, um, that would just make me happy. I've already seen two names, Mick O'Keefe, Jack Nance, Sam Perrin, you boys, I tell you, round one, if I don't get to that barbecue, M9 barbecue, feel free to kick my ass next time you see me, boys. I'm keen. So it's a shout-out to a few boys that are watching. Very good. And welcome to all the viewers who have tuned in. We appreciate it. It's good to have you Good to have you all here just for a nice little catch-up. Um, I know you just mentioned the getting back to games, Tiggs, which would be a wonderful thing to do. Out of interest, when was everyone's last game attended? I have a feeling mine might have been the grand final. Yeah, yeah, it actually was. Yeah, it was. No, no, it wasn't it round no, – no, no, you're right, because round one was no crowds. No, Carlton. Did Carlton we, I don't know if I went to that. Oh, uh, okay, through. yeah. So I couldn't go being a Thursday night. But, yeah, it's a long time coming. So I think, yeah, it'd be nice to have a crowd back at the G. It'd be very good. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, well, no, first of all, boys, before we um, start proceedings, we would just like to pass our um, condolences to a big – Big footy uh, yeah. board member, and um, unfortunately, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ron the Bear yeah. passed away, and he was an excellent contributor to the board. And um, we would just like to say condolences to him and his family. It was a bit of uh, sudden news there, shocking news. Yeah, and it wasn't just our board. He was a good contributor to. He was very big on the main board as well, and very much respected, unlike the two of you. Um, so yeah, he. he, is. he, he is <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's it's not nice like when you get sort of tagged in those tweets. But and I think he was, you know, he was pretty big just with Richmond in general. I saw Rhett Bartlett yeah. even tweeted that he'd helped him uh, enormously over the last couple of years with the work that he does. So he's obviously sort of touched a lot of people far and wide in the, the Richmond community. So yeah, yeah. my interaction to, to with him, he, he when I there were there were a few foundation posters when I started being active on our boards, and he was one of them. And, and I'll never forget interaction I had. Um, like when, when he spoke, um, well, when he posted, you read his post, right, because it was not full of shit and it was, there was no ego in it. It was just it was just facts. And he could bury an opposition's poster with facts, right? And in my early days, I was a bit passionate on the main board, you know, got a lot of infractions, a lot of suspensions, a lot of this and that. And um, a lot of the posts where the threads where I got um, in trouble, he would post in because he would come in and slam whoever I'm biting at. And I'll never forget, I got a PM from him one day. Um, and he just said, he said, Tiggs, he said, don't, don't, don't bite them. Don't bite with them. Don't bite at them. That's what they want. They want to get you banned off the board. Just, just hit them with facts, mate. And I just said to him, I said, Ron, you take the main board, mate. I'll just take our board. And it was, yeah, he's that special type of guy, you know, he was, um, yeah, I rated him as a post, and I'm spewing that I didn't have a beer with him in real life. Yeah, so rest in and peace, and you know his family, our thoughts are with you. Absolutely, Jack Nance, more than cogger rules. Yeah, it'd be an interesting. That would be an interesting uh, poll uh, to see who who had more suspensions. Uh, I think Cogger's oh, got you the can't record. beat me. You can't beat me. Uh, Michael's will tell you. You can't. It's that bad. The reason I haven't posted on our boards, literally, guys, um, I have to wait for the infractions to go down. Because if I had get done, if I had got done just once, I would have been that's it. Cancelled the count. So I've, I've not posted now, I think, for four months. Just the odd post. So I've got to get you to check 
I've got to get someone to check my infractions level and see if it's safe. I need a 10-point buffer. That's what I need, a 10-point <laughs> buffer. You know? Uh, and cut those silence. Look, to be fair, I reckon I've shaped three times, four times in the last two years. So, um, you know, the uh, the joys of working from home, I guess. But no, like we'll shave it one day. Oh, nuts. Man. The haters, Grizzly. I like it. I hope I hope Nut does watch his show because I think he's it. I actually like Nut. I, he didn't like me, obviously, because of the mail I used to feed and his loyalty to the club. But he did it the right way. Like I did. There was a former level of respect I had with him, and though he got a bit, well, I, I say unhinged, but some would say I'm unhinged. He was just emotional. Um, but I never, um, I never had any ill will to Nut. Um, and um, I believe he thinks I'm the reason why he couldn't post on the Richmond board. It's not true, I tell you. I, I didn't. Um, he didn't just piss me off. But uh, yeah, I, I wish Nut can come back onto our boards. He's the type of character that you that you need. You know, he's different from no disrespect, Mopsy, but he's different from you know always just you know let's fist the club. He, he would he would um, try to be as balanced, but he had a lot of passion in how he how he how he posted. So. If you're listening, listening, Nut, you might think I'm a dick, but I think you're all right. Well, boys, enough of the board, love. Let's get into this. Let's get into some more sexy stuff straight away. Well, the, got the, draft. the not yeah, sexy the draft. enough. Well, the draft kicks off. <laughs> When's the draft kick off? End uh, of November. November. End of November. Yeah, next week. Yeah, two and, weeks away, and, I think. And it's over two nights. Yeah, they do the top ten, and then they'll do the rest the following night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, which I don't really like, but anyway, that's not why we're talking yeah, about it's, it. It's, it's a stupid, win. right? But so we, we're going into the draft currently with picks 7, 15, 26, 27, and 28. And the question I ask you, boys, are you happy with just taking that into the big night? Or do you reckon we should, should we try and bundle a couple of picks and trade up even higher where we can? Thoughts? Yeah, personally, mine. Um, I would like us to try to shrink that to three picks if we can. So bundle up two to try to get them higher. So our two bottom enders to try to get in another one in the teens if we possibly can. Um, this is how I would go. I like how we've done it. We've been masterful in the – is it the March draft? I forget what it's called, whatever that draft Oh, the mid-season draft. Mid-season draft. So I'd like to – see, if we go in with what we have, um, we won't be able to utilise – um, this year, I like the fact that we're flexible. We can actually get someone that has a bit of impact. Um, but yeah, look, you can't. We're going to get an inside mid. We're going to get another key defender, and we'll probably end up getting. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get another midfielder type or a, or a winger. So um, you know, we can get with three of those high quality picks. We're going to get high quality players into the club, and I'm confident now to say we won't fuck them up. You know, what I mean, they'll be. Minimum 100 game players each one of them. So I'm pretty excited. Well, I mean, there's still, you keep hearing still a lot of noise about us trying to work some kind of deal with the Giants to get picked too. So, I mean, the club's pretty desperate to try and get that for, for whatever reason. They obviously think, you know, they obviously rate the top two players very highly. And I suppose it comes down to can the Giants be assured that they're going to get the player they want, which is apparently Mac Andrew, if he's going to still be there at our pick seven. Is it then yeah. okay for them to do that deal? And there's obviously an element of risk involved for them to do that. Um, but it's, I, I find it fascinating that we're trying to go that hard for pick two. It very, very rarely, one, have we ever been in a position to do so with the picks we've got. But uh, we kind of just usually coast through to the draft time. But 
for once, draft night's going to be bloody exciting. Remember last year, we sat there to pick 40-something doing shit all. It was boring as bad shit. I still watched it, watch but it was... No, I, I, I did because I'm a sucker for that stuff. But what about you, CB? You, you staying as is or are you trying to trade up? If we can, I would like us to trade up. But having said that, if nothing else changes, I am very, very um, comfortable with that hand. Either way, we can't lose. Yeah, way, no, that, that's exactly right. That's a good call. A lot of calls for Hobbs in here as well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Cave in on that. If we get Hobbs, then I don't give a fuck what else we pick, right? He, for me, is the per- he will fit our system to a T. He can get the inside ball, he can burst for impacts. His disposal's not, I wouldn't say elite, but it's not bad. But he's a 200 plus game workhorse midfielder of quality. Um, he will step, he will, him and Dow, if I can, if Dow really excites me, particularly, I reckon we'll see a lot of Dow this year. Um, and Dow has that, you know, be able to inside traffic move out. Um, he's He's got a really beautiful kick to him. He's, he's got that frame that he looks like he can put on size. He has. You've seen pictures in your yeah, he's shot. He's a big, yeah. he's, he's got so much space. So, like, I hope, I have hope for RCD, but I'm bullish about Dow. We get a kid like Hobbs in, and then if we are lucky enough that you know RCD does step up and become a consistent player, that's three high quality fucking engine room, and you still got pressure around them. You'll still have Dusty around them. You still got Graham around them. You know that's a that's a midfield you can win flags on um, in the future. Right. So so it moves on to the next point then. Say so, say nothing changes. Just hypothetically say nothing else changes. So we're re- we're rebuilding on the run, so it seems. Yeah. So are we happy with that, or are there still people? Do you still feel that we could have gone down the Lions, Cats, Hawks model? They're the you know of two since two thousand. They're the three dynasties before ours, and so should we have gone down maybe the Lions, Cats, and Hawks model and topped up? Um, can or can you see what we're doing right now working yeah. better than topping up? Can, can I can I answer that um, if you don't mind, Michaels? Um, yeah, go for it. I'm, I'm loving the way that we're going. See, the cats do what they do is because they've been doing it for so long, they don't have that youth, um, the youth line. So when their old guys really fucking start to fall off a cliff, they get more old guys to top them up. With us, people underestimate the damage, the injuries caused us this year. Our core team, our full 22, can still win flags. They're still young enough. They're still they're still strong enough, high enough quality across the ground. Even though we've had um, Ashby retire and we've had Hawley retire, we've got short and we've got other young halfback flankers. We've got another elite back bet in Bolzer. So we've got already our 22 will be contesting for a flag. So this is the perfect time when you have a 22 that even when we lose Koch and say this is his last year, oh, well, next year's his last year, even taking him out and let's say, for example, one of the midfielders we have now step up and replace his spot, you still have a list that can still contend. So this is the perfect time to inject hot, good quality youth if you can. That's why um, it's so rare to be in the position that we are, that we can, we're still contending with relatively a young list. I think the average age of our list is 25, um, if you average out the years. Um, that have a lot of games played, which is unique because they've all played together. Um, and, yeah, that young youth can be developed properly. 
surrounded with quality and forced to earn their way. In. That's why I love when Benny Gale said about CCJ going and all, yeah, we don't gift games. It is what it is. We just don't gift them. So, uh, yeah, no, I like I how like, we're doing it, TB. I do too. And I think maybe I misread or didn't see it properly, but uh, I think I remember seeing this topic being discussed in, you know, by actual media circles, and it was claimed that it's been successful for Geelong. I'm not sure on what basis that was founded because they haven't won a flag with it, but yeah. um, I think the timing is right for us you know, to get these picks. If there was a year to, to not bottom out, but to drop down, we've done it at a perfect time, I think. What you said, Tiggs, is spot on. Like, we're still going to have the quality around them. They're all going to be refreshed and recharged. Um, and the thing you, you need to see back is the hunger, though. It doesn't matter how, how you rebuild or what picks you get and what other players. If you don't have that hunger that we saw in, in the three flag years, it, it'll all count for nothing. So if they can get their mindset right, flick that switch, um, we could be on. Keep in mind, we get a brand-new recruit as a premiership ruckman back as well in Ivan Solder. Yeah. So there's some Yeah, really... oh, and, and Dusty, for that matter. I mean, he missed yeah. the last, you know, quite a few games. Um, Koch sh- shouldn't have played... He shouldn't have played half the season. He should have been managed, but we couldn't afford to. Lynch was in and out. It's going to be a very fresh-looking team next year. And the thing is, too, with us, like people um, are realising, obviously you hope they realise, um, we started off the year carrying injuries. Like, because our, sh- our off-season was so short uh, and we are banged up by the end of the grand final, uh, we've come into this off-season not enough time, so players that are regular starting too were, were still carrying um, you know, injury. They weren't 100% fit, some of them, and they broke down. And I'm really excited for Edwards. Like, Edwards, to me, for his stand, like, I love, you know, I call him, I call him Jesus, right? I love him that much. He's one of my favourite players. And I, but he, to his standard, his performance was not even close to what he can produce in a consistent basis. He was basis. crook. He was crook. And his ankles and, and, and the like, that's where he gets his lateral movement was what was hindered. I'm looking forward to seeing him. People say, oh, he's aged and he's dramatically dropped off the cliff. No, his whole game's about his mobility and his brain, so his body being able to keep up with his brain. Now he's going to come into this year injury-free without any things he has to run through. And, mate, I'm so excited. And him and Soldo and getting seeing Shy Bolton, another preseason, a full preseason under his belt. RCD, finally a full preseason of gut-running fucking Earn demand his spot. It's I'm excited to be a tiger. I'm, I'm going early now. We're going to absolutely brain. We're going to absolutely nut some teams this year. It's yeah, got a little season. It's going to be awesome. We're, it's not like the Empire Strikes Back. We're going to be chopping off Luke Skywalker's <laughs> hand. Like it's going Can to I be bring a topic up? Just I know we've got the agenda, but I'll bring up a topic. I love to see what the listeners think. You know how people? I've got a really strong feeling of this. I'll see if you agree. It, we pace out the season. We always have, right? Um, since 2018, but. I've got a strong feeling that from round one to, say, round eight, we're going to brain sides. We're going to be, like, going 100% full on um, and, you know, throwing everything we've got, particularly in that two-month period. I can see us doing it. And then, obviously, we might plateau out in the middle of the year and then bounce back up. But that's how I see the year forming. Instead of starting slow, getting some wins and then, you know, having a little bit of a holding pattern and then going then braining sides. What does everyone else think? Do you reckon we're going to hit the season hard and early? What do you reckon? Yeah, interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing him. It's you don't want them to burn out if they can do it in a strategic sense that it doesn't uh, hurt us in the back end of the year. Wouldn't be a bad thing to come out all guns blazing, send a bit of a message out to the comp, perhaps. 
They'll, yeah, you would like to think they'll be pretty pissed off with how the year ended, and for you know a wide range of reasons. I think someone posted here before about our preseason started in Jan last year just because of how the seasons panned out. So, you know, I think they're going to come back breathing fire. And a few people have put some comments in here about Teague and what impact do we think Teague will have? You know, we're rebooting on the run, but what impact will he have from a, a coaching perspective? Do you think? Two great think- recruits we've picked this off. So sorry, CB, but I'm so excited, mate. You know, I'm so excited. <laughs> The the biggest recruit for him, so the biggest recruit for me is Tarrant. People undersell what he's going to do for us, right? Um, that's not disrespecting Asprey, but this Tarrant is a smart defender, and he's. I'm just excited the leadership he's going to take off Grimes in the sense give Grimes a little bit of a refresher, which he needs it. Um, help develop round out Gloucester, but you know he's going to be a pillar for us for the two years. I reckon he'll play for three or four just quietly. The second biggest recruit for me is Teague. He's he has – this is a coach that's never won a game against us, right? That's – well, I'm going to deal with my goal, mate. We're talking about it today, so that's what's fresh in mind. Never won a game against us, but he has – and in Adelaide, he was brilliant. And even Colton, even though they're shit, they're for, when they get it their way, they're dangerous, right? That forward movement, how to get the ball transitioning from back to forwards, Um is elite. So if we work him to his strength and say, all right, you're really good at forward patterns, forward movement, that's what we're going to use you for. That's what your whole role is. Um, I reckon if, and with our natural defensive, because we can defend as the, you know, the added layer to that, it's going to make us a really dangerous side, I reckon. It's going to make us predictable but deadly, if that's sort of how we think. People are going to know we're going to go for goal. But we have the ability to defend the turnover, and it's going to be great to see. That's my, I reckon it's a huge coup for us. Agree. All right. Uh, Jack Rewalt and now Brendan Gale have both been very vocal against the stand rule. They both come out and said it it just didn't have the desired effect and it was pretty much just a piece of shit. Um, do you agree or disagree, CB? I know that's semi-rhetorical. Oh, but I'm so you. happy. I'm so happy that a couple of senior people, a senior player and a senior administrator called this crap rule out for what it is. Seriously, I, yeah. I've watched some couple of games um, before the stand will come in, and it is so much better to watch this over umpired crap that we're subjected to, and we are we're subjected to it. And the AFL will not scrap this rule because they just will not admit defeat on anything, but they should admit admit defeat on this and the nominating a ruck rule. That's the other one that gets my gears grinding. But in this case here, I was just happy to see a senior administrator, senior player call it out for the garbage that it is. And it offers nothing to the game. And even they said scoring it decreased. They, they actually said what everybody, everybody else knows, but what the AFL refuses to acknowledge. It solved nothing. Hmm. Yeah, agree. It goes against it, the spirit of football. Spirit of football is an aggressive sport. That's why we don't wear pads. It's free-flowing. There's not many, other than stoppages and ball-ups, there's not many... Outside of those really two instances, you know, obviously in a free kick, that the um, the game slows and stops, right? It's not NFL. It's not basketball. This fucking rule makes it like basketball on grass. It got to the point that if Richmond wasn't playing, and I, I hope Octavio, I'm surprised if he's not on. I was speaking to him this week. I nearly stopped watching football. I literally, I didn't watch any of the final series. I couldn't be fucked. As soon as Richmond was out... It's the stand will kill it for me. It's it's basketball on grass. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, the scoring reflected it. The lowest scoring season in, what, 60-odd years or whatever it was. So the proof was there for everyone to see. It was a, a big fail, but like you said, CB, they're, they're not going to go back on it. They're too committed to uh, to their changes. But, oh, yeah, you really you need more clubs to stand up and start saying things publicly, and it was nice to see that from two figureheads of a club. And I'm going to bring one agenda item, just skip it forward one. So while we're on this topic on... um. Brendan Gale being poised to stay at the club for another three years, right? And um, he sees up. And um, <laughs> I, I, um, I, it's it's fantastic that Brendan Gale is committing to the club for a further three years. Absolutely. But what the byline? What the byline is? Is if he's signing with us for three years, and Gillan McLaughlin's finishing at the end of this year, allegedly, whether it's been confirmed or not then obviously Gale has no interest in the top job. He's sticking with us and not pursuing other... Um, yeah, exactly other right. It, it, it feels like that if he was going to make that move, that now would have been the time to do so. So interesting. I'd love to know what it was. like. Is there something that's not run right within AFL House that he just doesn't want a bar of? Or is he just unfinished business at the club or what it is. But either way, bloody pumped to have him uh, close to pending a new three-year deal. He's been absolutely massive for us, make no mistake about it. Uh, one of the main reasons why we are where we are. Does Is, is Caroline Wilson right? Is there something – there must be something between the club and the AFL at the moment, right? And maybe Gail feels that he can't work with the people, the, the current <laughs> administration in there, people in there. I don't know. I reckon the answer is in Mick Warner's book, The Boys Club. You know, that your head office, just make no mistake, you know, I love AFL, but I'm not ignorant of saying it. AFL is corrupt to the core, to the absolute core. And if Gail took over, you've got, let's say Gill's no longer in the picture, you've got the Gill appointees that he's just now recruited, like your Scots, and, and, and then you've got the commission as well. They're all, they're just, they're just rotten to the core. So I think he's just gone, you know what? There might be a clean out at head office, but it's going to take about three years to happen. So he'll concentrate on the club that he loves. Also, too, I'm thinking because Penny Piggy's leaving at the end of next year. I think it's the end of next year. It's not the it's not the year after. The the season coming up. Yeah, so he's got to be there for two years to um, support the new president coming in. Um, you know, after Piggy goes, so it's a smooth transition in. But yeah, the AFL's corrupt as fuck. It is, yeah, shocking. Can, can Good, I say uh, these teeth? <laughs> They're all natural. There's nothing. I was born. I was just lucky. Born with a good chocolate. chocolate. That's very good. Uh, good. Uh, good segue there from you, Tiggs, into the Peggy O'Neill talk. Huge congratulations to Peggy yes. O'Neill for winning Melbourneian of the Year. That's his yes. uh, no mean feat. Um, and it's not only the work she's done with us. Obviously, she does a lot of work external to the club. But she is obviously a, a really big figure in Melbourne, um, and she's doing a lot of great things. Um, and it's wonderful that she's a part of our club. And you know, it'd be sad you know, to see her go, but she's obviously respectful of the process and wants to see fresh faces, fresh ideas, uh, and, and she obviously knows that that's the method to, to keep things moving forward. But, yeah, huge congrats to, to Peggy on that. That's yeah. a huge achievement. Gil must have been... Peggy O'Neill and the expression, good things happen to good people. Yeah. And she's clearly an, a wonderful human being and she does all the right things. She treats people with dignity and respect and... Um, it's just such a, a fit reward that she gets recognised like that because um, she's well and truly earned it. She deserves it. Yeah. And she's got teeth too. Like she's not afraid to bite back. If she believes we're in the right, 
she bites back and she holds the line. And I, I personally believe Gil is intimidated by her. So, um, yeah, no, nah, she's going to be a big loss when she goes, but I'm confident she's grooming a decent successor and we'll get and we'll be right coming forward. Well, what is with an internal appointment? Oh, yeah, that's right. So that's what I mean. It's going to be someone internal, I would think. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, it'll just be smooth sailing going forward. So the succession plan. Yeah, so it exactly begins. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, new jumper sponsors, Nib, <coughs> CB. What are your, your thoughts there? Now I know there's a, I know there's a lot of contentious issues surrounding the colour of the jumper, the yellow, the black when it was with. Uh, oh, Thank God, Ruby's on the board. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, thoughts on uh, Nib coming on board? I think we'll, we'll might as well combine the two, Nib and Latitude. And Latitude, yeah. Yeah, as the new job partner. I think in today's current environment, it just shows you how strong the Richmond brand is that we can lose a sponsor of 11 years and be able to get two step-ups and um, keep that valuable income coming in and revenue coming into the club at a time when it's never been more required for club operations, etc. So um, welcome, Nib. Welcome, Latitude. And thank you so much because it, uh, every dollar helps. And what's good with those two coming on board too, they'll press it in their mind is going, you know what, there's crowds next year. So we're going to get 100,000 faces, eyeballs, um, seeing our branding. So, yeah, a club like ours, if you get give any spots of that opportunity, they'll um, – They'll jump at it. So, no, it, it's great. And I love the quality of sponsors we take. We don't take, what is it, like Kangaroos and other clubs, they'll take anyone. We take good quality, large organisations that their code, their, um, their um, codes marry ours, their values marry ours. So, yeah, pretty pretty happy with it. Now, make no mistake, there'd be companies lining up to get a piece of us. Don't, don't worry course, about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, We started at 8.30, Damien. We Put on the socials. I, I, did, I did put it up there last minute. I must admit, I'll try and be better planned next time to uh, yeah. get some more advertising out there. Um, this next one, CB, that you put in the agenda, I don't know a lot about, but I need—I feel the need to Google this and someone maybe can point me in the right direction. Or I'll, I'll read it as you've written it. Dion Prestia, the blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, nah. Now, what what's happened here? Is, there, is he someone is blonde or something? Someone sprinkled a little bit of Parmesan on top of the meatball. So he's actually oh, got a nice blonde crop on top. It was, it was in a picture. There's a pre-season picture on the on the, um, on the club website. So Dion's been doing some early work with K-Matt, Thompson Dow, and um, a couple of other, Jack Ross and uh, might have been Cumberland, I think, or someone. They were all looking really good. But, yeah, he's gone a little bit of the old Parmesan on top and – Oh, I don't know. Just others like to be a judge of that. I, I, you know, I'm not one to really judge on hair matters, so to speak. I'm ra- I'm ra- I go the other way, C- um, CB. I, I look at uh, Dion's very um, superstitious. And, you know, our flag run started when we had a certain player at our club with a bit of yellow in the hair in Chol. Right? So I reckon he's realised, Joel's now gone. We've got to keep it going. So let's put a little bit of yellow in the hair and keep it <laughs> You can't mention Chole anymore. The Richmond journey is on the verge of changing the board name to the Gold Coast journey or the Chole journey. Yeah. Right? There's yeah, a lot of emotion you know, around Mabby is still. Right? giving context, mate, context. <laughs> but no, good on him. I'm going to have to look up that bit of footage. That's that's a 
Yeah, I like that. The palms are on top. That's very good, CP. You, you've obviously deliberately thought of that joke before, writing that in there so you could run that. That's very I'm clever. Just, look, I'm just saying, I'm doing my pre-season early on my, on my shit jokes for the next season, all right? So I'm just <laughs> putting a few out there. <laughs> no, I like that. That, that. that could get some traction. If he keeps it, that could be... That could get a real workout, especially during a live call. I reckon that'd go down really you, you well. You watch BT try and claim it. Oh, the oh shit, yeah. Like, yeah, dickheads. Remember this bookmark this day, eh? <laughs> uh, Matt Parker signed mm. on for another year. I'm bloody stoked about that. I know yeah, uh, Kano, who's in here listening, is uh, a friend of Matty, so I've spoken to him about it already, but very pumped that he has signed on. I, I thought yeah. he showed quite a lot for us. I know, you know, it was probably split the ver- verdict on him, but... He goes 100 mile an hour, uh, runs like the winds. Yeah, he could have kicked a few more goals, but I think for what we need and the positions he can play, I think he feels a good need for us. Let's be truthful. Like, I was the number one, I was a defender of you since the day dot because for me, um, and there's a certain person with beautiful skin that, you know, sort of didn't rate him too much, but we won't mention his name. Um, look, I was stoked he's re signed, and there, I'll, I'll explain the reason why. Yes, you just cover your head in shame there, CB. Um, I don't, I'm, mate, I'm a fan of him. I, I like him. Oh, of course you yeah, yeah change the tune now there, buddy. Um oh, no, market for me, he's a culture player, right? What I mean by that is um we've got players like Stack, and not just because Aboriginal or anything like that, but you know, troubled, a little bit troubled, really getting his um head in the game. We've got players like Dan Rioli, who has has you know had to transition to a new position. Um, we've got a younger, we've got young kids at the list, and they can look at a guy that when he's on the field. He will give 110%. Now, he might not be the biggest, well, the best skilled player, but he will leave nothing in the tank. And sometimes those type of players set the standard. Yeah. Um, and you and, and and you learn from them. And Marlon Pickett had that effect, I reckon, when he came on board. And Matty Park picked up the standard on that. Um, I'm just stoked because, look, I think he'll probably be, play about eight games, you know. Obviously, form dependent. Let's hope he plays 22. But... If he plays eight games, but what I'm going to love to see is if we do draft a young forward in or a young mid, they're just going to watch how he is so grateful for the opportunity of playing AFL, and it's going to really put in their mind, don't take for granted what you've got. And to keep it, you've got to work for it. Um, and that's invaluable to me. So I was stoked that he's in. Plus, he's I'm, a fucking good footballer. You I'm, know, I'm he, he to I love that. I, I think culturally he's got a lot to offer the club. I think playing-wise, he's got a lot to offer to the club. And you got to remember, there's only 22 spots available, right? So you can't cram more in there. But guys like him, even at the VFL, he'll um, contribute greatly. And um, yeah, I saw that comment, Tix. Yeah, and, it's um, come, I'm clicking on it in a second. To tell you, A, A, whoever, A, put your full name on there, brother. Um, I actually <laughs> did get it. I did get it. And the first thing I did, was fucking cut it up and throw it in the bin, right? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm like kids like that's so, and, and that's it, you know. And I cancelled it, so I mean, cancelled so make sure it doesn't renew. So you know, I stand by it. I stand by it. I've got a big heart. I've got a fucking big heart, right? I stand by it. Um, McRae, I hope you hit hey, and and Lepa. That's my way of supporting them. But you know, I hope Just dig up, dig, dig up. Dig oh, up. Nah, 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 look, I'm about getting hate harassment about it, you know. How, how many times do you reckon it'll get mentioned oh, next year? Every show, mate. Every show. Forever. Magpie 71. Tiger Magpie 71. Thank you, John. <laughs> did, uh, did you have anything else to add on Matty Park? Yes, EB. Uh, look, 
very, very happy, very happy that he's um the club is committed to him for another yeah. year. It's excellent, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Steve Morris, new VFL coach. I think did we? I don't we touched on this in the last on the last episode, we but bloody did. good, bloody good appointment. Yeah, as a, as a VFL coach, yeah, he. He's been basically doing that role. He knows the system. He's been with the club for years and years now. He knows how Dimmer likes to play. Dimmer loves him. Um, he's one to re- – I reckon McRae was so good because he, re- he he reinforced our standards to the VFL kids and they played the senior way. I reckon that's what uh, Morris will be doing. I just want to interrupt. How good is it – how good is it when Australians smash the shit out of sheep rooters in cricket? I just want to put that out there. Mick, yes, Damien's a Mitch Marsh, that big potato. He's come out of nowhere and absolutely walloped them. We are the world champions. Bad luck, sheep brooders. You'll have to wait another three or four years now. We own this you. We own New Zealand cricket. We own you. <laughs> yeah. Back on top. Stevie Morris. Stevie Morris. Great appointment. <laughs> no, I really like him. I think he will get the best out of the players, especially the younger players. The older guys obviously know what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a very good appointment. I have a question. Hmm. Did his dad coach our reserves as well? I think he did, yeah. I reckon he's he did. So we've had, that's a, that could be the first father-son combo that's coached the Richmond of Richmond VFL team. Hmm. Okay. Rick Bartlett should get yeah. on that one. Yeah, I'm sure someone out there will know the answer to that for us. Uh, what's up next there, CB? You can run the next one. Um, okay. So, please, people from the audience who are watching the show, we want your pre-season Bolter nominations. So, what we want to see is who do you reckon is going to uh, absolutely train the house down and be cherry ripe by uh, the start of the season? Good analogy, Jack. So, put your <laughs> nominations in. Pre-season Bolter. Who we got? I can guarantee you my one. I'll let the audience go first, but my one, no one will say his name. Guarantee you. Oh, my preseason bolter will be Thompson Dow. Oh, Mido's jumped on your bandwagon there, CB. That's a good, good call. Boy, I'm with you, brother. What, you know what are you basing it off? Yeah. What's what's your basis of that, CB? I just think he's in the, it's, it's really him and RCD, I reckon, are going for the... Same spot almost. And I just think Dow's probably got a couple more tricks in his book. I, I just like what he brings, like what Tig said earlier. Thompson Dow, I like what he brings to the table. And um, I think he's going to have a very, very big preseason and put his name up there. Mine, if I if I, if I can, no one said it yet. I actually think Daniel Rioli will have his best year next year. No, yeah. someone did. John did. Where's he's with John? you. There you go. I popped it up there. He's with you, Dan Rioli. Oh, wait, do you mean Daniel? Oh, it's on the screen. Oh, good on you, John. Yeah, great mind. I didn't see his thing. Yeah, great mind. I reckon he's in a new position now. Um, he showed really promising form in that position the longer he was in it. Um, he's got a full preseason to learn off, you know, the best. And I reckon he will, yeah, for me, it'd be um, Rioli and Stack will probably be tied. But I reckon both of those kids will have their, you know, career defining seasons. <laughs> That's a good one. Preseason Boulder, yeah. Dustin Martin's kidney. Uh, I, I, I'm on the stack bandwagon as well. I thought we saw some really good glimpses of him in the, the last few games of the year. Um, obviously, he had you know the issue over in WA, and he's a 
the club's gotten right behind him, and I feel like he started to pay back that faith. So I'm hoping this off season he's gotten head down, bum up, and is working his ass off to come back ready to go for preseason day one. Because if he can get himself right and play to his best of his ability, I still don't know if we're better playing him forward or back. But all I do know is we're better with him in the side. I was yeah. just about to tack that question on with a question without notice. People and in your audience as well. Sydney Stack, forward or back next year? I'm a vote oh. for the forward box. Look, You're going uh, forward? He's, he, yeah, he's an intelligent footballer, so I saw why we put him in the back. You know what's funny? I like him forward. Uh, which, depending on who we recruit in the draft, if we don't go for a small or an elite small, I'd put him in the forward line. But you know what? I'd probably put him <laughs> midfield forward. Midfield forward. That's what I would do. It's... it's- I think we the back line with the full, you know, yeah. list of players available is fairly silly because Mansell can play a good role down there. Obviously, we're only oh, down there. You've got to take Mansell out of the back line. No, sorry. No, so, no, that's what I mean. Like, him playing down there, like, he helps settle it. Um, Baker yeah. can play down there. So, but you've got Broad comes back in. Bolter yeah. comes back in. So, there's almost not a spot down there for Stack that makes sense because the other guys are so good at what they do. So, playing up forward maybe does make the most sense. And yeah. if you can apply that manic pressure... Um, Loves to run and jump at the ball. It, it could be a winner, but I, I just really hope that we don't confuse him and get him lost in playing different yeah. positions. Like we, yeah. we need to find something for him, let him settle and learn and grow in that role, so we can get the best out of him. I would challenge him to be the next Lambert in our side. You know how Lambert plays high half forward, but he's all, but you often see him in the back line because he does that defensive running and then he yeah. supports. I would love for him to have that role. Obviously, we've got to build this tank, but he's got a bit of a tank on him now. So I would be saying, you know, we want you to be Lambo's successor. So, yeah, you might not get 22 games, but you're going to probably get eight or nine, but know that you're locked in to be Lambert's successor and play his role, learn it and know it. I reckon he'd be perfect at it because he has that aggression. He's got really good skills and he's really smart. All right. Um We'll go into the questions from the audience. There's a few that's kind of coming through, but keep sending through questions and we'll get through a couple. This is a good one to start off with. Uh, CB, what happens with Josh Caddy? First of all, I just want to say one thing. I want to answer one other question. Does any From Richmond, does anyone rate Broad? He was missed big time. Yes, because Nathan we Broad Brody. is my boy. Yeah. We love Brody. So yeah. this is a show that loves Brody. So yeah, we right. claimed him at Camden. Then we're right on top of them. We uh, yeah. love those two. So, what was so yeah, Josh, Josh Caddy, what's... Where does he fit at the club or in the seniors, or what's what's going on there? I personally, I think he's a natural forward, and I think that's where they should play him. I think yeah. he's um, he's worth one, two, two goals a game every time. Yeah. Um, but if you're on a schoolyard pick on, if you're going like if it's Sydney Stack or Josh Caddy going for that one spot, who you backing? And I'd have to say, unfortunately, and I love Josh Caddy, I would probably go with Stack before him at this point in time. But um, he's, he's too slow on a wing. He's not quite quick enough on the ball. He's too slow for back line. But Caddy can, forward of the ball, impact like a key position player. So I do like yeah. him up there. One thing, though, Caddy's got going for him, and I fuck, if I see him on a wing on the back line, I'll fair nick him fucking spew, Timo, if you're listening. Don't make me do that, mate. But he has to. We are crying out. We've got, we've got a traditional forward in um in Lynch, right? We've got Jack is just unique. He's just so super intelligent on the field. But we need a medium sized lead up forward. Yeah, correct. Right. Correct. That's we've got, no, we've got, we haven't got one. 
right? So he Kenny could do that. He won't be competing with Stack, in my opinion, right? We need someone that can lead up, hit the ball, um, and can crumb off in the sense that if, if Jack's if Jack's moved too high up on the ground and is kicking in and Tom's covered, we've got a dangerous outlet option, which is Caddy can mark the fucking peel. Kick the ball to him and they've got to play him. Their problem is his defensive efforts, I reckon, that he can't keep up with the backs that were run off him. Well, that's yeah. when you've got like your stack and you get your, your other s- smaller forwards. They can cover the defenders as they push out. Um, but anchor him deep, have him as a medium lead up forward. Don't know why we don't do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. See, I'll go Tiggs. I'll alternate uh, from Kano. Does our first pick come straight into our best 22? Oh, if it's Hobbs, I reckon yes, because um, he's been Ooh, playing against okay. men. That's yeah, a huge yeah, call. yeah. I, I reckon. Look, what I seriously think is when uh, talent um, depends on how they train. Obviously, if he comes on and, he, and he's he, he, he's doing all the work on the training track. And he he's he's just immediately a twenty-two player. Yeah, then bring him in. Don't just because of his age. We shouldn't be focusing on people's age if they come in or not, right? That's why I'm bullish about Caddy, because yeah, he's older, but you know, if you if 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 you deserve a spot, you deserve a spot. Yes, yeah, so I'll have him straight in, but um, you know, and people might say, Well, R C D didn't go straight in yet, but they're like they're not like for like if R C D wasn't mature enough in the body yet yet to get a lot of development in him. To bring him in, um, so yeah, I'll, yeah, bring him in. But if we choose a lighter player or, or key position player, then that person's going to need time to develop. CB, what happens if Soldo or Nank or God forbidden both break down? We are effed. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, again, it depends how. Um, look, it would depend how Samson Ryan comes on, mate. That's pretty much. And having said that, now that mate, mate, clean. Mate, Mate, whatever he is. No, not Mate. He's about 4,000 centimetres tall. Yeah. Is he playing – has he got another no. season of basketball or is he coming back playing next season, VFL? He can't start training until, I think, March of next yeah. year. Yeah, I okay. think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, look, you'll find all of a sudden Nathan Broad might be our ruckman. Yeah, but look, in saying, Jack, in defence of the club, Jack, if you take two fucking ruckmen out of any team, they're fucked, Right. Yeah. So if you go to North, what happens? Goldstein and whoever other pudding that they've got are, are gone. You're fucked. Common, Common Jones. Yeah, yeah, Common <laughs> Jones. Yeah, why don't he get booed? <laughs> um, Tiggs, what if hypothetically we were to go after the GWS pick two or the Suns pick three for that matter, which is kind of what's been floated around? What are we having to put on the table? Given that now at the moment the only thing we can offer up is picks. Yeah, look, I reckon we'd have to offer a future first rounder and probably and really make it fuck because it's going to only happen in draft night, right? So we're going to have to make it really, really enticing. So I'd probably see our two twenty picks and probably a first rounder of next year, and they give us their second round or something like that. That's the only way I can see us moving up that aggressively up higher in the draft. We need to keep seven and fifteen. We just need to keep them. Yep. Um, and if we can get number number two or three, but I doubt it will happen. I, I heard from a, a reliable guy today, Rick, they, I wouldn't be surprised if Hobbs is there at our pick. Um, see, what's the unknown? We've got a lot of Vic kids that would normally have cemented spots in the top ten that are top ten quality footballers, but because they haven't played consistent footballer football, 
they could be anywhere from one to thirty. So in a way, I'm not upset having the picks we have because we can we can grab a lot of the lower, you know, the top thirty picks, you know, the twenties and late twenties. We still can grab really good talent, and I believe we will. But um, yeah, I'd love to just get you know three elite juniors, which we can with the three picks we've got if we can get number three or two. This isn't so much of a question, but a statement that we'll agree with from Nathan. Yeah, Sick of the debate on Brody. The only way he doesn't play is if he's injured. Six foot four, yeah. quick, athletic, hard as nails. They don't grow on trees. We 100% no. are right behind you there, Nathan. No, All the way. We love him. No, yeah. we, lo- we love Brody here. You would argue he would be yeah. one of the first three magnets put on the board each week, I reckon, when yeah. he's fit and available to play. Um, yeah. and, and, his best, and, his best, and the best sign of him being a great... Great player, club, and he's a tip man. So, you know, you always love a tip man. Tarrant, <laughs> oh, the premiership, Ruckman from me, though. Jeez, that'd be risky, wouldn't oh. it? Uh, <laughs> imagine doing yeah. that. Uh, I've got a question no, for Marlon you, too. Marlon Pickett's ruck before. Oh, Pickett will yes. do it. Yeah, Camden. Yeah, put anyone up there. Sure, go have a run. <laughs> but, but can I ask we really have lost over it. I love what the audience, what impact do you reckon Tarrant's going to have? Yeah, well, yeah, what... what how do you think he'll go? Um, the question I got for you guys is Dustin Martin. It's obviously been reported he's dropped a few kegs because of he wasn't able to eat for three months, eat properly anyway. Now there's a there's a good chance he'll probably put that back on in a, a slow manner as per whatever the club make him do. But how do you think he's going to come back? I mean, from all reports, the club is saying he's on track to start pre-season round one and will play round one. We'll be back as fit as a fiddle. Um, you reckon should go through without a hiccup? It should be all right. He's- this weight story is a non. It's a non-story. He, he, yeah. he dropped. He dropped ten kegs, but the club's already said he's. And even Dustin, by all accounts, has said he's not going back to his old playing weight. He's actually going to slim down a bit for more endurance. The guy's thirty now, so um, it's a non-story. The great man will be back. The goat will be back, and the rest of the competition should be shitting bricks. And if they're not, yes. they're stupid because the great yeah. man is returning. I love the fact that um, you had flogs in the media. Look, and I'm not – this is no slag off of Petrarca. You know, he had a great season. But, you know, Melbourne didn't really have any injuries, right? So um, I, I, I just I just pictured Dusty in the hospital bed having a look at all the accolades, accolades Petrarca's getting and going, all right, I'll fucking smash you when I, when I get back on the park. I'll show people. Yes, it's going to be great to have, you know, an angry Dusty, you know, playing – injury-free, with everyone around him injury-free. He doesn't have to carry the midfield because he's got no other support around him. It's going to be good to see. I'm looking forward to his season. I reckon this is a good follow-up question from Kat. Will Dusty play much more forward next year rather than midfield? And I think when you touch on the age sort of bracket there, CB, maybe it makes sense. And I think a lot of it will come down to how fit the rest of the midfield is. Um, but I think by doing that... Oh, it was you. Sorry. Sorry. That's two times we've done it. One was Dowie. But I feel like if we can if we can play him forward more, that it's probably going to naturally prolong his career. He's he's pretty durable. I mean, obviously this incident was a bit of a freak accident, yeah. um, and he's dangerous. And if he's trimming down to become a, a bit more endurance, I know uh, Luke Hodge did the same thing as he got older. He pro- progressively dropped weight to keep himself fitter and fresher and not feel as lethargic on the field. And he played. You know, I will, for a few more years I as well. I'll counter it with this. I think Dusty will play more midfield time than the last couple of years, and I counter that Trent Cotchin will play a little bit more time forward. 
Well, the way I see it is if Caddy if Caddy's playing forward, he'll be midfield more. He used to alternate with Caddy. So um, if Caddy's forward, um, Dusty will play more mid and just go there for a rest. I reckon that won't change. Um, Dusty's a, a generational player, but the reason he catches teams outside in the forward line is because he goes there when he wants to go there and it throws teams' defenders off. Yeah, That's why he's really successful at it outside of his own talent. So I can't see it's just setting him in the forward line, 80%, 20% midfield. He's not Kmart Dusty. He's the real Dusty. The beauty of him is he just plays wherever the hell he wants to. Wherever he's near, he just runs his own race. Yeah. Uh, Richmond Journey. We love the Richmond Journey, by the way. Shout out to uh, all the, the crew there. Thoughts on Cochin's impact next year? This is a really interesting one because, I mean, I, I can't see him playing bulk midfield minutes next year, not like what he has been. He's definitely going to play that bull role on occasions when we need to, but I think there needs to be some type of trans- transition period where you're getting your Dows, your RCDs, even Graham getting more minutes in there. Bolton. Um, Bolton, just as a handing over the baton kind of thing, but it's where does he play when he's not in the middle? And I know you said Ford. Um, some people have floated in playing at half back. I don't think he's got the dash to do nah, that. I think Ford, nah. I think it has to be half Ford or, or bust kind of thing. Is nah. that where we're kind of sitting with that? No, nah, in the guts. In the guts, but what they'll do is he'll play the last, say, eight minutes of every quarter. That's how they'll yeah. do it. That's how they'll nurture him through. They'll That's just say, good. okay, heat of the quarter goes out. Okay, Bull, go for it. So 75% like, game time, you reckon, Tiggs? I reckon, yeah, I reckon he'd be managed. I reckon, yeah. and I reckon we've got the midfield rotation in the deep enough list to do it. Um, you know, inject in the last eight minutes of every quarter, you know, or if we need the first quarter of the game, in the first quarter, play him in the first eight minutes where it's the heat's on, rest him, and then play him that last eight minutes of every sec- uh, every quarter they're on. Um, yep. I reckon that'd have a huge effect. Yep, maybe. And the, the natural follow-up question, I, and I know we did discuss this last episode, but it'd be interesting to see if opinions have changed, but the next captain, and the interesting thing that came out in the media, I think it was Brendan Gale even, sort of said that he would have no hesitation in Dusty doing it, and I I personally wouldn't like that. I, I want Dusty just to play footy and do Dusty things and not worry about the other stuff. But um, if someone like Gail's giving him an endorsement, then is there is it where there's smoke, there's fire, or is it just him just having an opinion for the sake of it? I want Dusty to be captain. Yeah. I'd love him really? to be captain. I'd love him to be captain. Yeah. Hey, look, you know what? When the last two years, we've had periods where our midfield's been decimated, Right. But he hasn't. He's and he's been the one that's kept the side at least semi-competitive, right? Out of his own back. That's captain stuff. He doesn't need to do fuck the media. He doesn't need to go to fucking Damien Barrett here. Let's have a fucking chat and have an orange juice. Fuck off. He leads on the field. He does what he needs to do, responses, which people love to fucking forget. My son just had a bit of a lurk there. Um, the people forget he does corporate and he does sponsorship things anyway. He goes to meetings and does everything the club requires him to do um, for our Nick, sponsor. Nick so Rewalt said it best. Nick, Nick Rewalt said he was, I don't know if it was a pre-season game or he was, he, was, he was covering a game and he happened to be amongst the huddles and things. And he couldn't believe the leadership that Dustin Martin yeah. showed towards the players. Pulling them aside, guiding them, talking to them. He's a leader. And um yeah. I and would like love I to said, see him win. He's fourth Norm Smith, premiership captain, and another cup. 
It would just you know melt what? the internet world. You, you know who I loved? I loved Matthew Knights when he played for us, right? Because he used to do, come on, he used to do this all the time, right? Now, some players like Matty White fucking deluded it a bit. They used to do it every goal. But Dusty, if you notice, when we're in that game and it's fucking, you know, to and froing and he does something that special, you know, he pulls his jump, come on, fucking, you know. And the players noticeably jump on his back. That's captain for me. That That's that's what captains do. Um, so I think, and yeah, I think I'd love for him two, three years to be a captain of the club. I just would, I would hate for it to impact his football. But at the same time, he probably seems like the kind of player that, it wouldn't phase him too much. And no. like I said last episode, I think I was talking about Nank in this in that term though, that the media side of things doesn't bother me because someone else can do that shit. If you know yeah. it the criteria simply for us has to be the best person for the job as a leader of the players that are in front of him. Um on training and on game day. The the media shit's completely irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. It's yeah. neither here nor there. But um it, it would be an interesting choice and Look, it's nice to have options. Uh, I saw a few people mention co-captains. I'm not sure the club will go down that path or what the response would be like, but I wouldn't be against having, say if it was Dusty or another senior type captain and a younger vice captain in kind of a a mentor sort of situation, whether that's a Jack Graham or a Nick Lawson, someone like that. Uh, I wouldn't be be against that happening, but yeah, interesting times ahead. I wouldn't be against Dusty doing it for a year or two. I actually wouldn't be against either Tom Lynch. Yeah. I, I really, well, I'm really warm to that. Um, he's had a bit of apprenticeship being a captain at a, at a franchise club. You know, I could see him. You know, I could see him because um, he hits I couldn't quite. handle. I couldn't handle 52 weeks of Kane Corns and Brian Taylor <laughs> talking about Tom. <laughs> I just I'd do my head in. Yeah, they do it anyway. I, mean, I just fucking mute the pricks, you know. Yeah. Karen Corns, fuck me. That's a good one. Shane Edwards would have to be in the mix, I imagine. I mean, he took over a few, few games, didn't yeah. he, when, um, when we were down to not many? Compassionate reasons, Jack Rewalt, you have to mention his name. Like, look, if we, he, I would have loved him for being captain a couple of years ago. He's, you know, outside of Richo, I really liked Jack because he was like a supporter playing the game. Uh, so I would, wouldn't mind seeing him, but he's too old now in the sense that you can see Jack is going to come off the cliff and the cliff's going to hit him pretty hard, in my opinion. Yeah. Um so it'd just be just doing it, yeah. No, I, I would love for Dusty. If Dusty doesn't get it, I would love it to go to numerous round players that we've said here. I'm warm though. I have changed my position. Originally, I, I wouldn't mind giving it to a kid. That's what I was when we last did this. Now thinking about it, I'd like a statesman to get it, like a Grimes or a Lambert or someone that's, you know, can next three years and then bring someone across up. You know, yeah. guide them through it. I'd love to see Lambert. As a vice captain, yeah, I would. Someone like him would be exceptional. Yeah, love Lambo. Before we wrap up, I've got a quiz question that was sent through from a listener from the tail on Twitter. Thank you for sending this through to me. Uh, he's called it the Salt Mine Quiz. So, which supporter base once told us that we only beat them because it rained? Oh, I know. I think I know this one. Wow. I think I know this one. This was um, this was West Coast. Oh, okay. Um, you're, you're locking in West Coast? Who- yeah, well, West Coast, when we had the game, when it rained at halftime, and then we came back and we beat them, and that was where Jake did. Yeah, I'll lock them in, because I remember on the board, all they fucking did was, oh, if it hadn't rained, we would have beaten you blokes. I'll, I'll go Port. So I've got to be West Coast. West, it's either got to be West Coast or Carlton. It, it's those two, because I remember two games where it was raining and the, this, 
that their supporters went salty, foamy, all that sort of shit. All right. The answer is, it is. It's West Coast from yeah. round 22, 2019. Yeah, that's the gamma. See, CB, you got to stop watching the cricket, mate, and concentrate on AFL. <laughs> you've got this right, son. Uh, thank you for sending that through the tail. I'm, I'm going to hit you up and make sure you send through some more more questions. We'll, uh, we'll do a question each show. Do I win a prize? Do I win a prize? Oh. Do a synesthetic photo. No, <laughs> yeah. I want one of those. I want that onesie, what you're wearing, mate. No, no, God, no. Like classic. Stand up for the camera. Stand up. Let us let us see. It's it yeah, it's it. Space oh, just, oh, yeah, yeah, it's good. Oh, look at that gorgeous. It goes over your knees. It's fucking great. Hello, ladies. It is Hello, hot in this. Oh, I'm, I'm sweating in it. It is really hot, but uh, no, it's a worthy investment. <laughs> but right. we should make a tiger cast one. Would people buy that? The tiger cast would he? I'm not sure. Woody would make one for us. <laughs> <laughs> Our, our beer holders and all this sort of stuff. Oh, geared up, guys. Oh, look, I had the money, then I spent on beer. Yeah, no, we've got CB's <laughs> face. We use him as the logo with the skin and fucking. There you go. Sell. Thank you, Louisa. Oh, um, Louisa. Louisa, um, she's involved. From WA. She runs the WA West Coast, uh, the Western Australian Supporters Group. So, hello, Louisa, and all the Western Australians. Great, Great to have you. you on board. Yeah. Ty, would there be any interest? There we go. We'll just one. We'll just get a gauge of the temperature of the room because we have spoken about this offline. Would there be interest in Tiger Cast merch? Now, the initial thing we spoke about was just stubby oh, holders. Julian. Just for a while. No. <laughs> <laughs> Love the support, Julian. You're a gun. But uh, yeah, right. so you know, we know we might whip up something in the future. Who knows? But thanks for. Uh, dropping by everyone and thanks to you two for taking time out of your nights to, to come and have a chat to the listeners very much appreciate it hope can i ask if we developed a range of leather pants would people buy them oh yes. i'll have to have the uh yes the, yes <laughs> must be worn to all games yeah and we could like set up like let's say at, um at a section in the ground we're all in our leather pants you know <laughs> with the well, it, cut out if we can somehow organise, if we can somehow organise a, if we can organise a catch up at some point next year, we can uh, leather pants required. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right. Now, very good. Hope everyone's doing well. I uh, hope we could just bring some form of entertainment for the last hour or so. We'll yeah. Not sure if we'll do another one before the end of the year. We might, we might not. We'll just see how the uh, how it all pans out, just depending on times for everyone. But. And if there's any Richmond news to talk about, of course. But uh, no, great to catch up with you all. Good to see all the listeners involved. Thank you very much again. And keep safe. Keep yeah. safe. Just, you know, and all I want to say, people, because I've seen on the socials, we're all one people. There's not us versus them. We're all fucking one, one people. Let's just all take a chill pill and just embrace our humanity. Let's so, to the end, mate. Just yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> love the comments, everyone. Absolutely love your work. Uh, well, we might do one after the draft. That's a good call, actually, Mido and Ralph. We might do one after the draft to discuss the new players on board um, and, and see what they're all about and how we think we'll fit in for the year. So make sure we tune in. I think it's next Wednesday night. It's going to be an exciting draft night. Um, we might see the Tigers trade up to pick two or three, but otherwise we're going to have some, well, uh, some great new players. Um, the picks that the Pies make as well. We'll be able to fit that in, do you think, in the next show, like talk about how the Pies recruited and, you know, date costs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. We can definitely <laughs> do that. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. 
have a good night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and we will uh, do another one after the drug go pies. Jesus oh. Christ, you're going to cop a lot of hate mail for this. You, you fucking start poking fingers at me, man. I'll go all one way. That's what I'll do. Thank you for your viewership, everybody. And um, thank you. Have a merry thank Christmas. You for in tonight. We appreciate it. Have a great night. Yeah. Be safe, everyone. Love you, Eddie. Eddie McGuire. Right, see ya. Merry Christmas. No, Apparently, Biggs isn't coming on for the post-draft show. It's just CPD. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's taking himself off the books. All right. Have a good night, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll no doubt speak soon. And um, keep hitting us up on Twitter and Facebook. We always love interacting with everyone. Um, yeah. yeah, fling shit our way if you have to. If it's, if it's a source of your own entertainment, we're always up for it. So have a good night, everyone. And, and CB loves the DMs. So don't you know, continue to <laughs> yeah. ask. Loves the DMs. Love it. See you guys. See you guys.